So get, get a dog. Okay, okay, okay. You just get a dog, guys. If you can't, okay, Don't if you listen can, to me. If you can't afford a dog, get a goldfish. I used to have one. You did. I had one for two years. You... His name is Sushi. That's a long time for a goldfish. His name was Sushi. That is messed up. <laughs> Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to another episode of The Gals Guide. Welcome back. And welcome back to Hannah. Yes. You've been gone. You've been in Disney. I have been in Disney. I went for a work conference. It was like a three-day conference, and I went to one of the days. <laughs> How was it, though? How was Disney, mainly? Um, Disney was so much fun. Um, we went to Universal and Islands. So we went to Harry Potter World. How was it? It was so much fun. They had a new ride there, right? Yes. The Hagrid's motorbike or whatever it's Something called. Like that worth the wait it was the only one that we like waited for and i was so mad i was like oh i was pissed because they took away dueling dragons which was like my favorite ride but you rode that in 2006 so me and yeah. you went in 2016 yeah. and you rode it then at least yeah. you rode it with my dad yes i did and i was mad and i was like oh, i don't want to ride this ride oh and then we got on and I rode with some random guy, and he was really excited about riding on the motorcycle part. So I was like, you can have it, Wait, dude. you had us in the sidecar? <laughs> I was in the sidecar. Well, I turned around, and I looked at him, and I was like, do you have a preference on, like, the seat? He was like, I really like the bike, but, like, if you want to ride on it, it's fine. I was of like, course. it's fine. Take the bike. And, um, yeah, best ride. I was so excited. I was so That's mad good. at myself at the end. I was like, I can't believe we were going to skip do the that one? ride. Did you do the one in the castle again? Yes. It didn't make me sick this time. Did it stop? No, it didn't Okay, stop. that's good. So when we rode in 2016, I don't know if you remember this. I do, because I, me and your dad were both like, we feel nauseous. Well, I felt nauseous too, yeah. but it stopped a lot of the times, and the one part that it stopped, <laughs> we were in the front of Aragog, and if you're not a Harry Potter fan, it's a huge-ass spider, Yes, and I do not like spiders. No, I yeah. do not fuck with them at all. And I just closed my eyes and I was like, I know. Hannah, when we move, just let me know when it's not there anymore. I like, know. I we went through the spider part and I was like, oh, my friend is no longer here. <laughs> so I can actually look at them and enjoy the spiders. <laughs> Who enjoys spiders? Okay. I don't like real spiders, but like, it's I'm very like Ron cool. Weasley. Why can't it be follow the butterflies? Like, honestly. But this time I got frozen butterbeer instead of just like Ooh. the drink. It was so much better because it was like way too sweet as a yeah. drink. Oh, so I, I, yeah. I don't like butterscotch. Yeah. So that's like one reason. Because um, if you've never had butterbeer, it's like straight butterscotch and like toffee, yeah. I think. And it's just. It's super really sweet. sweet as a drink, but as yeah. I like so I would if you ever go to Harry Potter World, I would recommend getting the frozen butter beer because it was so good. Yeah. And it was like kind of hot outside when we went. I mean, it was like maybe like seventy five degrees, do they so have, not really hot. Do they have an alcoholic version? There? I think they do. Yeah, because I know like, in London when can, I went to Harry Potter Studios in London, they had the alcohol. Yeah, version. they had they had some beers there. I'm pretty sure they have an alcoholic version, but I was like not feeling it. But yeah, did um, you get any of the? There, I remember there was like this one. There was that one ice cream place. No, we didn't get. It was so because they had like weird. They had weird flavors. They had like Earl Grey tea ice cream. Yeah, I know. It was it was really weird. So yeah, yeah, that was fun. And then Disney was fun. The food and wine festival was going on. So in Epcot, so we got to. Did you drink your way around Epcot? We ate our way around Epcot. I don't know which one's better. I don't know either. The food was really (laughs) good. My favorite was these Brazilian. It was like Brazilian cheese bread. And it was literally mm. like this little like circular piece of bread full of cheese, and it was fabulous. Oh my god! It was just cheese awesome. alone that would make me yeah. happy. And then we walked through the Star Wars part. Like we didn't ride anything in mm-hmm. Hollywood Studios in Star Wars or Toy Story Land because it was just so crowded. Mm-hmm. They had this blue milk and green milk, 
and you could get them like regular or alcoholic. And so I got green milk with tequila, and it was like I'm this like, that's like a mango. Star Wars drink. I have no idea. I'm not a Star Wars person. Yeah. I was like I'm literally walk- in film school, and I've never seen a Star Wars movie. I was Kill walking me. I don't care. through the Star Wars part, and I was like, wow, this would be really cool for someone who knows what the hell all of this is. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, I my feel dad ashamed. would be personally offended by all of that. <laughs> I was like, I like really want to be excited, but I have no idea what any of this stuff is. I just would love to make one of the, um, I don't know what they're called now, but like, I don't know if they're space rangers. Like people. Stormtroopers, Storm right? Troopers, oh yes. my gosh. One came up to me while we were drinking the milk juice uh-huh. and he like, he said something to me and I said, I'm sorry, what did you say? And then my friend was like, they're already drunk. And he said, affirmative. <laughs> <laughs> they have like, I think a program set of words they can, yeah, they can like, yeah. or something like that. Um. Because <laughs> I saw on TikTok, like, some girl went up to him and was like, um, he, like, a stormtrooper went up to her and was like, are you trying to cause, uh, like, mayhem or something like that? And she's like, ooh, only for you, daddy. And he was like, these people are not here for trouble. <laughs> something like that. And just, like, ran away. And I was cackling. It was so Oh, my funny. gosh. I, I would just love to make them all break character. Like, that's yes. my, my goal is anytime I'm in Disney World or a haunted house is to make the characters break character. Because I know it's a challenge and I know you can't do it. I know. I almost broke Ariel's character. Uh, she was, like, doing her whole little, like, Ariel spiel to everybody. And then she gets to me and she's like, what is she's pointing at my fanny pack and she's like what does that say and i was like emotional baggage and i could just see her like having to like clench her teeth and she was like oh <laughs> and i was like yeah girl my favorite I got you part that. my favorite part though was in animal kingdom pandora Ooh, the yeah. avatar everything was just like it was incredible and there was the ride where you like got to attach to the banshee which are those like dragony looking characters and ride through mm-hmm. pandora and it was amazing like i highly recommend there's doing a new that. King Kong ride there too, isn't there? Like a new yeah, yeah. We did we did the King Kong ride too, and it was really good. That's cool. Um, everything they, was just like really. Did they had the new Jurassic um, ride, or no? Um, I think they were building it. There were gotcha. a lot of things that they were building. I think they were building the Jurassic one and also the Moana one because the Moana one. There's one's a Moana supposed, one, and it's supposed to open like next week. Like what, we missed is it, it like by a like white a water, week. What is it? I assume it's going to be kind of like. Maybe like a Pirates of Caribbean kind of ride where they like go through. Because you know how she has that like raft that Mm -hmm. she goes on? I feel like that's... I didn't know if it was like going to be like a a water... I don't know. Another Splash Mountain or like a whitewater rafted or something like that. I don't know. I I was like, of course we would miss it by like a week. I'm excited though because I go to LA in May and I really... A lot of us, we want to go to um, Disneyland because I've been to Disney World and I've been to Disneyland. And so I really want to see what that's like. Although, like, they don't have my favorite rides in Disneyland. They don't have um, Hollywood Tower Terror. Yeah. They did have it, and now they remade it, like, with Guardians of the Galaxy, and I don't really It's care. okay. We'll just have to go back to Disney World. It's fine. It's, it's fine. Cool. It's, it's fine. It's not like a... But yes, it's good to be back. Miles. Good to be back. Yes. Um, but today's episode, we are talking about uh, being single, and especially around the holidays, and what it's like to be completely alone. And if you're single around the holidays, you may be feeling bitter about being around your family and friends that are in relationships, especially like once everyone starts posting like their cute couple photos all over Instagram. I'm feeling called out. (laughs) (laughs) I don't do it a ton, but no, but sometimes, sometimes, you know, it's why you posted like a cute photo of you and your boyfriend at the fair. It's fine. Because, you know, being in a relationship is like fun. Side note. Okay. Side note. Okay. I thought it was super funny 
that you when you posted you're like at the beginning of the decade and at the end of the decade you were with your boyfriend and then like y'all broke up and now at the end of the decade you're back together who would have known <laughs> not me <laughs> no one it was a surprise to everyone it's like that paul rudd video it's like look at us look at us who would have thought not me <laughs> honestly honestly ain't no one had bets on that <laughs> No one even saw it coming. No. But yeah, so around the holidays and just in general, like relationships can be like fun and fulfilling because you always have that like person to talk to, adventure with, celebrate the holidays Mm. with, Mm. you know, Mm. all that Mm. jazz. Mm. And so there's tons of reasons like you want to be in a partnership. Um, But if you're noticing some distance growing between you and your partner, it's natural to wonder like, do I love my partner? Or do I hate being alone? Yeah. I think that's a big question. Yeah. I think you know you love your partner when you choose to be with them, not because you need to be with them. Yeah. It's natural to have this fear of abandonment and being alone, especially around the holidays. It's cuffing season for a reason. Yes. Um, (laughs) And we're also, like, as human beings, we're bred to be in partnerships. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just in how the cycle of evolution is of everything. I don't know what the terminology is, either. but you know what I'm yes, trying to I say. Know you're trying to you say. guys know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> but you want to be there for the good times and the bad times when you really love your partner. Yeah. You both make an equal effort to be together and spend time with each other, I think, as well. However, being single and independent does not mean that you can't have fulfilling bonds with people in your life that bring you equal amounts of joy that a partner would. Exactly. I think, one, it starts with yourself. Yes. And a hard fact that I think if you're single, anybody, honestly, because, like, let's be really, knock on wood, (laughs) your relationship could end. Yeah. That's something that you have to think in mind. I mean, relationships only have to end. It's either marriage or breakup. But something that I think everyone has to swallow is you may die alone, which I know is a hard thing to hear for a lot of people. And it's a hard thing to even picture yourself doing that, like... It's hard for me to picture myself like it's a 40-year-old and like single um, and not ever married or anything like that. But it's something that could possibly happen. And it's something – I think you really have to love yourself because of that. It's like you came into this world alone and you're going to leave alone even Mm -hmm. if you have siblings. Right, yeah. Even if you have friends and coworkers and these people you surround your life with, like you go to bed with yourself every single night. So you kind of have to be able to love who you are as a person. And it's not an easy thing to do. Right, Like, it's a lot of facing your inner demons, which is stuff that we're going to talk about today, I think. And it's really kind of making peace with all your decisions and what your outcome of your life has been so far. And really knowing who you are as a person, which does take years. Like, if you're listening to this and you're, like, still, like, 18 – yeah. You have no idea who you are as a person. I had no idea who I thought I did. <laughs> you change so much. Like, your 20s, like, your early 20s and your mid-20s, like, I feel like are Especially the times that now. you just, like, grow. Especially now. Mm-hmm. There's so much pressure on, like, people in their 20s, like, to, as soon as they graduate college, getting that job and moving on and, you know, excelling your life at a very high pace that you don't really need to be living your life at because you have so much time that you have all that pressure and... You, how you handle that all really reflects on who you are as yourself and it changes you. Mm-hmm. And 
you really figure out who your true friends are when you move away and you change jobs. You really figure out who's there for you. And at the end of the day, you're always there for yourself. So that's something you always have to fall back on. Yeah. Um, And I think you also have to get, like, out of the mindset that you're guaranteed to, like, have a relationship and fall in love. And, like, because we live in this fantasy world and we've been shown all these movies and read all these stories where, you know the poor girl meets the prince and yeah. goes off in a fairy tale and like it's like it's supposed to happen you're guaranteed this relationship but like it it may not happen like it, it doesn't like, happen for everyone it's scary yeah and so it's like to think about like, i was i've been single like i haven't had an official boyfriend since 2011 mm-hmm. that's terrifying yeah um especially somebody who is <laughs> Codependent, yep. which is a whole episode we're going to get into, because um, it's a revelation for me to figure that out. Uh, um, like it's, it's just fascinating to think that like I could never get into a relationship. I don't. I don't want to say like I don't think that's going to happen for me. But like, yeah, but I, 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 it's something that like you know with, with the career that I'm in, relationships are something that are commonly unstable and mm-hmm. not always guaranteed, and especially in the. Um, performance industry and and film industry like it's something that's not very consistent and very stable for people to naturally work out because of travel and everything like that and especially if you're traveling and doing long distance relationships like you definitely had to like yourself alone because your partner's not always around you i don't think being alone though means that you're unhappy no it just means that you have to be okay with just being with yourself and to love yourself enough to be okay with Mm -hmm. being with yourself um, and I, I know that it's easy for us to come on here and say, yeah. oh, just love yourself. <laughs> just love yourself. It's fine. It's, it's fine. just like one little thing that you have to do. Like, it's but, so easy. But it is vital. I know I make a lot of self-deprecating jokes and there, I do struggle sometimes like with how I view myself, but I will say that a lot of it changed when I started, um, taking accountability for how I talked about myself, how I viewed myself mm-hmm. and started doing therapy. Uh, I did a lot of hard work and I, you know, had the commitment of seeing a therapist and, you know, having that other person accountable for what I was doing. I could lie to my therapist, but yeah, that's yeah. not benef- That's a waste of my money. Yeah. It's a waste of my time. It's a waste of her time. And I'm not going to be growing. Like, right. it's just, what's the point of going to therapy if you're not going to be honest with your therapist and not do what they're telling you to do? Like my therapist the other day, she's like, delete your dating apps. I'm like... Or at least trying it out and seeing how, you know, if it does make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Like, granted, I can't really technically delete my dating apps because then we would lose content for this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, we need to hear more about my bad dates. It's fine. I'll suffer for the sake of this podcast. But, I mean, doing other things like having boundaries, standing up for myself and relationships, but also taking time to be selfish because also, like, at this time in your life, like, we're 20, in our, like, mid-20s, mm-hmm. this is the prime time to be selfish, I think. Like, and really... Well, yeah, because, I mean, like, I don't know, mid-30s, we're gonna have children. Then we can't be selfish. Okay, I don't know about you. Uh, you gonna have children. <laughs> I hope I do. I want to be, like, a... I want to kind of be a young mom or yeah, younger. I have no... I mean, I guess I've, I'm I'm gonna be missing out on that young mom stage, because I'm, I'm young now. Yeah. I mean, we're still young. Well, that was a thing, too. We'll like, still be young in 35. We'll yeah. still be young I was like, 35 is not old, <laughs> Hannah. I'm like, God. No, I'm not saying it's old. I'm just saying, like, it's getting closer well, but to... Biologically, biologically, it is up there. And I definitely think that's one thing that women yeah. probably worry about, and especially with being alone, is you have that biological clock where it's like, 
uh, like once you're past 35, things you're really go, on yeah, a ticking things time can go bomb. wrong, and yeah. So um, and especially and so you're on a ticking time bomb, and then once you're past 40, it's like okay, this is where things go wrong sometimes, and so yeah. you really have to think about that kind of thing. And I think one thing that I've learned, like when I've been single and I haven't been obsessed with relationships, uh, was I learned what I didn't want. And those are things that I now put into effect with relationships. And somebody, if they don't want children, like, bye. If they don't want to see themselves in marriage, bye. If they don't want commitment, bye. Yeah, because those are things that make you happy and are you're excited for. And if they're not on board with that, then, like, what's the point? Because it's not going to bring you complete happiness. Yeah. Unless you're codependent, but that's all. Unless you're codependent. <laughs> I just learned about codependency today, you guys. Um, and we've been already talking about how we're going to make an episode. And it, it's going to be great. It's blown my mind because I never thought that, that that was me. And now... She learned something about herself. Every day is a school day. <laughs> Except for after what? Like May what? May 2020. May 2020. No more school days. <laughs> no more school days. <laughs> but... I think one th- way, I think, to really get comfortable with being alone is going places and attending events alone. Mm-hmm. That I know, especially to introverts, probably. I don't know. Maybe introverts might have a better time with this because they like being alone. Yeah. Um, but I'm, a, I'm an extrovert, so I love being around people. But going places alone terrifies me. I don't mind going shopping alone. Like I, don't mind going I actually to- like going I shopping lo- alone. I like it, but it's also a bad decision because I spend more money then. I do because, like, when I'm with someone, I feel bad for, like, being in the dressing room for, like, 20 minutes. So I, like, tend to not, like, try anything on and then I don't buy anything. Well, no, like, I well, I like going shopping with you because then I, yeah. get, I get someone else's opinion. It's like, do, do I like this really? Does this look good on me? Yeah. Am I just, like, impulse spending? Um and I know if I hold on, if I, I if I hold on to a hanger long enough that like I really want it or something like that, yeah. Um, or if I like pick it up and put it back down, I know I really want it. Um, but doing things like that um, are fine. I've gone to plays uh, alone when I was an undergrad. I see. That's the thing. I can go to a theater alone, like a, like a play, yeah, like an actual theater. I can watch a play alone. I can't go to a movie theater alone. I don't know why. My it mom, my mom does that sometimes because she's like, I want to go see it, and I'm like. I want to do that. I need to do that because there's so many movies that, mm-hmm. especially me, like someone who's a f- in film, yeah. like there are so many movies that are out right now and that are coming out. Like I want to see Honey Boy. I want to see Zombieland too, and I didn't get to see it because there was no one who would go to the theaters with me. And I'm like, dang it! Now I have to catch it on Redbox like when it comes out. And Redbox. I wish do I, I w- even have a DVD player now? That's the question. I've I got do. one like hidden somewhere. Well, and, like, you know, Redbox is streaming now. Oh, I didn't know that. Not a sponsor, by the way. <laughs> Too many streaming services. They all need to, like, get over their little beef and all just come together. Disney, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon. We just need one streaming service because I ain't trying to pay, like, $30. That's what cable was for. Well, then everybody screwed that up because they started doing all the streaming services. And now we got to pay $30 for five different things and watch five different episodes of five different shows. Can you tell I am a little heated? Uh-huh. <laughs> Anyways, what were we talking about? <laughs> Going places alone. Going places alone, yes. I would love, I would love, and I know Carrie Bradshaw did this on the episode of Sex in the City. I would love to go to a restaurant by myself, not have work with me, like not have my phone with me. I could go on campus and mm-hmm. eat by myself and be fine. I can't go to a restaurant, though, by myself and like sit down in the restaurant and eat by myself. And I see people do that all the time, mainly men. But because rarely do I ever see women eating alone. Yeah. But I'm like, if I ever do, I'm like, fuck yeah, 
you go, girl. You eat that sandwich alone. I wish I had the confidence to do that. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's such a Yeah, I know. Thing. I'm like sitting I'm not- here trying to think of like places that I've gone alone. And the only thing I can come up with is the coffee shop, the nail salon, the mall. That's it. I will say. Yeah, nail salon. I do go there by myself. One of my favorite times when I... So I studied abroad in London in 2014. And I didn't know anybody when I was going over there. I was completely going over there with no friends. So I liked that because, one, I was going, and it was going to be in a classroom, so I was going to be with people who were also all in the same boat. Yeah. So it wasn't terrifying to make a friend or anything like that. But there were times where I wanted to do certain things, and no one else, like, in my class wanted to do it. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. Like, I got on the bus, I got on the tube, and I went, and, like, I really wanted to go to this one store. Granted, it was, again, shopping. But, like, I wanted to do that. I walked around, like, Oxford Street, Oxford Circus, like, by myself, alone, in a foreign country. <laughs> um, and it was one of my favorite times. I, I don't know. Being alone in a crowd is one of my favorite things because you're not technically alone. Uh, everybody else is alone with you, so it's a really interesting dynamic. I know that's, like, so deep and everything. Yeah, but, yeah. It's really comforting in a way to me. Um, but, like, being alone in New York City is so much different i feel like than being alone like in a small town like i love it i love if i had to be by myself like when i'm in a large city like that um versus here i feel like here it's like i, I don't know i don't know if it's because there's not a lot of other people that are alone like well, i just feel like it's socially acceptable like it, I, like i've always said if i was crying in the middle of new york city no one would give a shit if i'm crying in the middle of downtown here everybody stops and stares at you and gives you napkins yes like that happened to me on my birthday. Yep, I was there. <laughs> yeah, I don't we know. talked about this. We did, we did. <laughs> but it is really different. Like I feel like I would be more inclined to go places alone if I lived in somewhere like New York. Like yeah. I, here, I'm like, oh, well, I can just call like my five friends on speed dial. Yeah. Aka, like three of them are family members. And me. nobody lives here. <laughs> yeah, you and my boyfriend What's are that? the other two. And your sister. <laughs> But I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why I can't. I, I, that's one. I, I, my goal for 2020 is to go to a movie by myself. I think because one, one reason I can go to a play by myself is because I, I'm in theater. So, like, it's never been weird yeah. to me. Because yeah. it's like, oh, I know people who are on the stage. Or, like, even, like, a concert. Like, we've been to concerts together before. Remember when we went to the Banks concert and that girl, was it Banks? Yeah, I think so. There was a girl there with who was by herself. By herself. I've been to a concert by myself because Hannah ditched me halfway through the concert. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's when I got so, in trouble. Yeah. So <laughs> back... God, when was that? 2012? No, it was the cat. That was yeah, it. It yeah, was the it was cat, cat concert because remember her name had something to do with like the... the, the um, album title something like that and she followed us on instagram but she was there by herself because she loved them and no one would go with her yeah but i mean i was there by myself because you ditched me yeah and then your mom got so mad at me (laughs) i remember this (laughs) sorry Teresa. but like i got you in trouble yeah technically she got me in trouble because i tell your mom i told my mom everything spending the night at emily's house and then we drove alex de leon and his friends to high point long story short okay (laughs) We're going to tell the story. Let's just tell the story right. Okay. A detour. We always do this. We do. <laughs> so this is the story about one time Hannah left me alone at a concert and I had to fend for myself and be alone. It's fine. Um, so back, it was my 20th birthday. And so I think around like 2012, it was right before 2011. You were still driving the bug. Yes. I think I was 
I had just finished my freshman year of college. Yes. Yes. Um, and so it's July of 20, July of 2012. I was graduated. Yes. You just graduated. I just graduated. So I was leaving work and something, and like, I knew that I knew the band parachute and the cab were in town for a concert and something was telling me just instinctually not to go home. And so I was like, I want to be that crazy fan and go find where their bus is. And I found, I saw that Alex, Alex DeLeon from the cab had tweeted that he was at Barnes and Noble that day. And I was like, there's a hotel behind Barnes and Noble. And I drove to that sleep in and sure enough, their tour bus was there. And so then I called Hannah and I was like, yeah, there's like all these fans outside the tour bus. And there was no fans. She was lying. Because I knew if I told her what my plan was, she would not do it. I know. She was like, grab your things or no she was just like i'm coming to get you and i was like okay and she came in like her senior t-shirt. i was in my senior west wagos shirt like it was just crazy like my senior high school shirt and like like jean shorts yeah. i look like a mess i thought we were just gonna like do a drive-by did we do a drive-by no no what did, we, what did we do so i tweeted at them i was like uh, I tweeted at Alex. I was like, hey, that's me and my friend in the blue bug outside your uh, tour bus. And then, like, no one was showing up. And so, like, we drove away. And then we're like, let's go back. We go back. And I see Brock, who was who used to be, like, their merch guy, I think, yeah. flagging us down. And was like, hey, we really want to go play basketball at the Rush, which is, like, a gym, uh, a 24-hour gym, like, 30 minutes away. Can you drive us? And I looked at Hannah, and I'm like, only if Alex comes with us. He's like, oh, Alex is coming. And I'm like, we're doing it. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And oh my you God. saw him walk out of the tour bus, and it's like you heard angels on high singing. <laughs> and then Emily threw me under the bus because he gets in the car, and he's like, hey, can we play some Ed Sheeran? And Or like, he was like, I don't no, know. No, what did he say? No, no. He... You asked, like, what do you want to hear? Like, oh, on, yes, yes, yes. Like, on on your, um, on Spotify or Pandora yeah, or whatever. Yeah, whatever we were listening to at that and time. And he was like, oh, play some Ed Sheeran. Now, keep in mind, I had, I have no idea who Ed Sheeran is, but I knew that they were covering uh, A-Team on yeah. the set list tomorrow. And so, Hannah's like, who's Ed Sheeran? I'm like, oh, my God, you don't know who Ed Sheeran is? I was like, this... <laughs> Bitch. I tell her later, like, yeah, I have no idea under the bus. Is. And then that's when I fell in love with Ed Sheeran and Lego House. I still love that song. That's probably my favorite one. All because of Alex Simeon. Uh, and yeah, we, we took them to play basketball and uh, at like midnight. <laughs> Keep in mind, this is like midnight. Yep. And then the next day, like, they called us. They called me up on stage. Yeah, and we got sung. to watch the show from backstage. Like, yeah. that was so fun. Yeah. They called me on stage. And, like, my mom was so mad. Birthday. She came to pick me up from the concert. But, like, that was a once in a lifetime experience. And it only happened. With me. Like, it would never have happened to anybody else. No, I feel like all of my, like, crazy stories are always with you. You got into a Toy Story ride in Disney World. I was about to... I was about to start saying that. (laughs) We literally... (laughs) We literally jumped the line that was, like, two hours long and waited five minutes to go on the Toy Story. What was, like, the... The, like one more. It was like, one of the Toy Story rides. I don't. I yeah. remember the wait was ninety minutes, and then the like, mom we're and like, her daughter like they had those passes, the fast pass, and they were like, we're not going to use it. Like, do you guys want it? We were like, yes. <laughs> she was like, this only happens like when I'm with you. Except my boyfriend and I got in Dollywood for free. Okay, best Dollywood. But still, we didn't have to pay the sixty dollars. We were on the like little tram, and the the mom beside us was like, "You want to be our friends for today?" And we were like, "Yes, we do." Fair enough. It was Fair awesome. Enough. That's the only time, though. Other than that, it's with you. 
So there's been a lot of other stories. I think I can't I'm just not the lucky one, and it's the people that I'm around that are the lucky ones. I mean, yeah, because I stuck into the iHeartRadio pool party in Vegas that one yeah, time. Yeah, you did. And yeah, you and got to see my Jonas. love of my life. But no, like going to uh, going to concerts. Um, just because you don't have a date doesn't mean you have to go alone. Um, I, I think like, I went to a wedding like this. Yeah, literally. You did. In October, um, my best friend's wedding. I was in the wedding, and it's not like I wasn't gonna go because I didn't have a date because I was in the wedding. Yeah, but um, I didn't know anybody at the wedding, and I I knew a friend that was going as a guest and her boyfriend, and they, she didn't know anybody else. So like they were like, I third wheeled them the whole time. They didn't care, but like I didn't know any. Really, I knew some of the bridesmaids, but I wasn't super close to them. Um, I knew the maid of honor a little bit, uh, but. It was, I really made friends with, like, a lot of the girls' boyfriends. Yeah. Because we were all sitting at the bridal table together, and uh, the boyfriends were super chill. But, like, we were in the same shoes. Like, they didn't know anybody. I didn't know anybody. So, like, we kind of bonded over that. And, like, I had asked you to go even, too, but I didn't want to make you get off work. So, that's another thing, too. Like, if you don't want to attend an event alone, but you're bitter, you don't have a date, just bring a friend or yeah. bring your mom. Mm-hmm. Like, bring, like, a, um, a sibling or something like that. But... I think if you really want to experience being alone, going to huge events like that are really fun. Yeah. Because you don't have to worry about being with somebody else. You don't have to worry about somebody else like getting tired, wanting to go home or anything like that. You can do whatever you want. And you meet new people. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great especially I know people who have traveled alone, like that's one reason why they do it, because they love meeting new people. Right. When I was in Austin, I uh went with a huge group of people um to the film festival, but I matched with this guy on Tinder, and uh, he was visiting Austin, like, alone uh, for the film festival for his band, and uh, he wanted to meet up, and we got drinks, and he had been, like, doing that this whole that whole week. Like, he just wanted to meet new people, and yeah. he was like, you're attractive, and we just sat there. I mean, we talked the whole time. We didn't do anything else. We just sat there. We just sat there and had a conversation. Looked in each other's eyes. It's, it's <laughs> fine. But, I mean, he was an interesting person, so, like, that was fun, like, just to, you know. Yeah get away from the people that I was with and meet somebody new and hang out with them. And, you know, he was Canadian, so I got to find out so much information about Canada. <laughs> Which we need to go to, by the way. Yes. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I, I think uh, traveling is really fun, and especially because, like, the wedding I was at, like, was in Rochester, New York. So it was, like... Yeah, you got to travel alone yeah. and do that whole bit. Yeah. And, and I think... It helps you also learn to be independent. Like, if you're somebody that's not super independent, which I naturally kind of already am since I'm yeah. an only child, I think that helps with the fact that I've always been fine with being alone because I am an only child. Like, I never had a sibling mm-hmm. um, that I would travel with on vacations. So, like, on vacations, it was just my parents and me. And sometimes I get to bring a friend, you know, luckily. But, yeah, you have been like, <laughs> the golden friend. <laughs> but, uh, like, when I was a kid, kid, like, I didn't get that chance. Yeah, so, like, yeah. I learned... To entertain myself, basically. Yeah. Um, and I, I definitely think that's one reason why um, only children are probably, some, some, most of them, not the spoiled ones, but most of them are super, like, not only independent, but more mature and usually hang out, hang out with around more adults when mm-hmm. they're kids because of that reason, that they want to entertain themselves and the only people they have to entertain with are adults. So you learn to kind of grow up super fast, I think, yeah. sometimes. yeah. Definitely. But and I, I think, like, also with the holidays, like, coming closer, like, I feel like there are so many more events that you can attend yeah. alone, like, even if it's, like, a work event. I have to go to my um my grad school um, party. Now, mm-hmm. granted, the event is super small, so they asked us not to bring a significant other. But, I mean, like, yeah, like, I'm going to that alone. I know yeah. all the people there, but, yeah, like, but still. Yeah, but still, there's going to be people there that you probably don't know, and yeah. so. Yeah, like, some of the undergrads, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I won't know It's a good way them. to 
to put yourself out there. I think that's the biggest thing is just being okay with putting yourself out there and embracing the uncomfortable. Yeah, I am one of the vice presidents of this like female filmmakers club on campus and when we had our first meetup, like I didn't know a lot of the undergrads because I'm in the grad program. So I was just like, you know, I'm just going to go up to and be like, hey, like, what's up? My name's Emily. I'm one of the grad students. I'm your vice president of this group. Like, what's your name? Like, what are you, what's your concentration? Stuff like that. Like, everybody's like, in most of those times, people like, in those yeah. events, like, especially if it's like, the first time, like, mm-hmm. a lot of them are also newbies. So they don't already have these clicks established. So that's the perfect time for you to do that. I know making friends outside of um, college and work it's super scary bumble bff though i've never used it but i've had a lot of friends i've used yeah. it when they move to like cities and they don't have anybody that they're moving there with that's a good way to do it facebook groups also I th- or, yeah especially if it's like a big active group and you can just say hey i live in so and so like does anyone live here the gal scouts the gal scouts <laughs> come and, hang out with us yeah exactly um so if you don't know the gal scouts is our facebook community literally just request to be in it we'll accept you no matter what it doesn't matter it's on you yeah. just follow the rules and be nice to everybody you're not a dick but <laughs> um, like no like we wanted to make a facebook community like that so people could um become internet friends with each other and like if you have a question that you ever are you know you need advice on like we want you to feel like you can come and ask that and talk back about the uh, topics we're talking about mm-hmm. and get your feedback and everything like that like it's a community and i yeah. know there's a lot of communities like that on facebook and you just had to find them and just ask if there's people around your area yeah, and do a I meetup mean, go go get some coffee or go to a movie or go get so, brunch or something some of my internet friends honestly are some of my favorite people yeah. that i've made friends with um and just because we haven't met them in person doesn't mean like we're less of a friend i think it's a great way i really think we should, probably could do an episode like on making friends yeah because i think like as an adult it's a little bit harder making like friends in the wild yeah i mean in college it's hard but it's not at the same time like you don't want to you're a little bit more hesitant i guess to like join clubs and stuff mm-hmm. but then like once you do you you grow and you like have all these friends but i feel like in the adult world like it's a little bit harder yeah exactly but we're gonna save a lot of the um finding friends and being alone in that way uh for our friendship episode that we want to do and when it comes to dating and you know feeling like you're alone now you've gone through a breakup maybe feel ya (laughs) but like you're alone and you know some people naturally they want to rebound they want to keep um keep that continuation of relationship going and not feel like they're alone and what are the things you can do to come to terms with where you're at and that the fact that you are single and the holidays are here now how do you handle it and mm-hmm. what are the steps that you go about doing i think that people who date often sometimes forget that being single is a choice not a waiting period yeah and they don't realize that just because there's not another person to devote your time to that your time isn't still devoted to someone or something it could be you. a hobby it could be yourself it could be yeah. your family your yeah. friends you don't have to have that significant other to be happy yeah i think is what it like boils down to like the term single is not a status symbol that is meant to be escaped it's a status you're meant to be comfortable in yes and i think some of the some of the most comfortable times i've had is when i am by myself when i am single yeah i think uh because i'm not worrying about anybody else that's the joy that's also the joy about being I know, single yeah you can just care you don't have to worry about what someone you can else be like thinks. selfish with your time you don't have to wait around for somebody you don't have to make decisions for anybody else it's just up to you it's so refreshing yes and it's hard to remember that sometimes it especially post breakup like it's hard to remember that that because you want to be able to share your time with somebody you want to be able to experience these things but it's like 
no one's stopping you now. Right. From, there's yeah. things you want to do, and, like, the person you were with didn't want to do it. Like, now you can do it. Like, no one's holding you back from going to Panda Express. <laughs> get, get you some Chinese. And getting you Chinese every single night. Like, if you want to do that, live your best life and do that. If you want to go to Sonic at midnight and get you a milkshake, you do that. Your boyfriend ain't holding you back now. Like, that's the best part about it. Yeah. Like, you can eat whatever you want. I know, I know. And I think that, like, for those people who, like, bounce from relationship to relationship, like, with only, like, either a couple weeks or a couple months in Me, between partners, they don't really have any idea what life is like once you've kind of given up on the idea of a partner as being, like, the sole source of your happiness. Yeah. Like, they don't get to experience that late-night cookout run mm-hmm. because they're I have these people who listen to the podcast may not know what cookout is. Oh, that's true. It's, just, oh, it's a North Carolina it's really thing. Good. It's really good. Anyways. It's like Sonic, but, like, better. But way better. Yeah, it's like a Carolina <laughs> Southeast kind of thing. If you know what cookout is, like, let us know. Like, what's your order? What's your favorite milkshake? I get a cookout tray with two chicken strips. That's the thing. It's a cookout tray with, like, two chicken strips, seasoned fries, onion rings, and a huge sweet tea for five dollars tell me that it's yes. not amazing now you want to come to north carolina don't you yep. you do mm-hmm. you sure do <laughs> but like they don't get to they don't experience that because they're you know bouncing from relationship to relationship sometimes that works and yeah. sometimes it's fine yeah but sometimes you really do need to experience that time to be alone and to find out what makes you happy and explore those things yeah i have a friend who literally has been in a relationship since she was 16 to now and she's like 25 now She's never really taken time to be alone and not be in a relationship. And it's like, girl, who are you without a guy? Like, I, and it's like, it's not like I'm like criticizing her. Like, it's like, I worry because it's like, what happens if you are alone? Like, you don't, you're this like, you're this old now. Like, do you know who you are without a guy? Because I, I fear for those women who go from relationship to relationship like that. And then all of a sudden they're stuck with being alone. It's like, who are you as a person? And it takes a severe hit to your ego and your yeah. self-esteem. And mm-hmm. you're trying to find yourself this late in the game. It's like, oh, God, like, I feel like an idiot because I don't know who I am. And I'm very appreciative that even though, like, after this breakup I went through, I did hop into a new relationship, kind of. But I do know who I am alone because I did spend eight years by myself yeah. and really working on myself that mm-hmm. I never lost touch of that. And I, I think some people fear being by themselves. Yeah. So they constantly surround themselves with relationships so they don't have to be with that and that's that's not living your best life you're not living you're just kind of surviving at that point I yeah think. I think it's really important to take that time to find yourself because like I did that and I I'm very confident in who I am as a person and I I feel like you know if for some weird reason like things didn't work out like I would be okay being alone and yeah. like I'm I feel very more independent now than I did when I was like 21 or 22 absolutely so yeah. being single isn't about being alone it's about being by yourself there's a difference between the two mm-hmm. and the sooner you see that difference the more excited you'll be about the single life in front of you like there's so many possibilities that could happen when you're single and I think that you know when you are in a relationship some of your choices are limited because you do have to think about your partner but like not you have an unlimited amount know, when you're single yeah. um and being selfish is only a problem when you're with someone yeah um being alone and worried about yourself when you're single isn't selfish it's necessary yeah and i think that's the big thing people need to focus about and worry about like if you're single and you're in your 20s live your best life do you boo because Honestly, this is the time that you're going to flourish the most, and I think it's the most rewarding time for you. Yes, I agree. Okay, so dating again after you're single. So 
it's it's weird. Yeah. Uh, someone like me, who I'm excluding the drummer I dated before the doctor, because it was only like four months. Yeah. But like, it was a weird time. I don't know what that was. He that used, was, yeah, that's he weird. used me to get him a gig. Honestly, yeah. I, I we didn't we were we saw each other for four months, but we didn't go on many dates because there's a lot. I don't understand. I don't know. Yeah, that was just kind of like a weird thing. It was a weird thing. So I don't really. <laughs> include that i forget about him honestly, honestly same <laughs> i forget that happened but before that like i hadn't seriously seen someone like repetitively for all of undergrad um honestly so i basically started when i started seeing the doctor it was weird to like i i think i kind of like latched on so quickly because i was alone for so long that i didn't feel like i should slow it down i was gonna ask you like so going from being single for that amount of time and then like getting like starting to date again, like was it hard for you to give up like your alone time and like the time that you spent on your hobbies and your work and like your dreams? Like was it hard to kind of like back off of that? I think it goes back to the codependency that so when I started seeing him, if you look there's a parallel to when I stopped doing YouTube. You're not wrong. Yeah. I stopped making YouTube videos. And granted, I have not started making them again because it is a lot of work. It is, yeah. It's a lot of work to film, to uh, lay out a video, film the video, edit the video, and then posting it all on social media. Like, it's a, a lot of people don't think YouTubers have a lot of work, but like, I'm doing it all myself. I'm also in film school, so a lot of the stuff that I'm using is very high tech. It's not like just filming on my phone or anything like that. Yeah. And I'm such a perfectionist that it's gonna be super aesthetically pleasing and detail oriented like that, that it's gonna look professional and good. And I mean, like, it would take me like. It was like very time consuming for you. Yeah. Like, I would text you and be like, hey, how's the video going? And you'd be like, I'm still editing. I have. Or I'm still doing this. One of my favorite videos I ever filmed, it's three minutes long. It took me three days to film and edit. It is one of her best. You should should definitely check it out. I timed the the hours. It was 30 hours for three minutes. And And it's not like you were getting, like, any monetary benefits from that or anything. No, like, it was unmonetized. Like, it was demonetized. sucks. (laughs) Because I used a song in it. So it was demonetized. So, like, I'm reaping no values from it. Yeah. Uh, But it's one of your best, like, it's one of the most creative videos, like, you have ever done. I think it's, like, my third most viewed video. My third or second most viewed video. Um, my most viewed video is like one. I it's like a review of the milk blur stick. Oh, <laughs> people were really into that. Like they wanted to know. Yeah, I was comparing it to like some drugstore dupes. But anyways, um, yeah. So I stopped uploading videos around that same time. I had already decreased the amount of videos I was uploading before him. But I, it's weird that YouTube was like the one thing I was always nervous to bring up when I was in relationships because yeah. If I tell somebody I have a podcast, it's much more widely accepted. People have very negative opinions towards YouTubers. If I tell somebody I make beauty videos, they're like... Yeah. It's almost like they don't know how to respond or like they might have an opinion and they're like, I don't know what to say. Especially guys, it's like, okay, Okay, let's make a... Cool. So I'm like, I'm like, but I'm like, not it's ask- totally fine for them to sit and record themselves playing a video game. Like, I'm, I like, I don't care if you, I'm not asking you to watch my videos. Yeah, I'm just like letting you know. I'm just letting you know, like, what I do. This is my hobby. Mm-hmm. I like makeup. I like film, and I combine the two. Yeah. And I started it back when I was just in 2014. Yeah. And so, like, on a snow day. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I definitely think now, like, one reason I haven't got back into it is because 
it did it did take a lot of my time it wasn't anything that was going to further my career it, mm-hmm. it did teach me a lot of film editing yeah and um cinematography so i did learn that skill but it wasn't furthering my writing career it i also fell out of love with makeup to, I, I, just because like it's something that like when you're when you talk about it so much for so many years in that retrospect it just gets boring yeah after a while and it's just with the makeup industry like there's only so many new things that can come that you can come out with and i'm also it's pricey to like try all those oh yeah and especially someone like me where i wasn't i'm not a huge i was not a huge beauty guru whatever yeah so like I was having to buy all the stuff I wanted to talk about. I'm not on. Ma- I'm still not on many PR lists. Like there's some stuff you'll see on my Instagram that I am on a PR list for, and I will get stuff and I'll post about it or I'll get a push for sponsorships. But most of the stuff, like I was buying myself, and it gets really expensive. Yeah. Like I know that I'm like I'm a Sephora Rouge member. Like I spend over a thousand dollars a year on makeup and skincare. Like. That's a lot of money. Yeah. And it added up. And so it's just at the point where it's just like, it's causing me too much stress. And I'd rather spend all this time on other things. Mm-hmm. And and in a relationship at that point. Yeah. Like you, it's, like, it's like when you get into a dating situation or a relationship, like you kind of have to not give up, but like you have to just like use your time a little bit more wisely. Yeah. You can't be as selfish with it. Yeah. And I think I think if I had reaped more benefits from doing YouTube, like if it was something where like it was like my job and I was I had a lot of subscribers and something like that, yeah, yeah, I probably would have continued it because like you know I would have a loyal following that I didn't want to disappoint or anything like that. But I think it comes to the point where it's like when you realize it's not something you love anymore, um, you need to. It's unfair if I was to keep doing it because they're gonna people are gonna tell that it's not my passion. Like I don't watch any beauty gurus anymore on youtube like yeah. I, I, I it's just something where it's just like it was a trend and i did it for four years like that's an accomplishment right there doing something like yeah. that for four years and i yeah. grew and my quality got better but when i got into the relationship it just coincidentally was the same time and not that i found happiness in him i did find i, I was happy with him and everything but i i don't think he took away from anything that i yeah loved and i know some people that happens like their hobbies or they just, like, stop doing it. Like, yeah. there is no, like, compromise or whatever. They just kind of just, like, stop. Yeah. And they put all of everything into this relationship. Yeah. And then when it doesn't work out, they don't they don't have anything anymore yeah. because they've stopped doing what they love. Yeah. So I was just curious if that was, like, difficult. A or- lot of people have wondered that. I don't think that being with him, like I mentioned in the last episode, were when he started reaching out and, like, caring for me and, like, trying to, like, help me and do things, like, it was weird Mm -hmm. because I was, like, I'm not used to some, I'm not used to this. Um, But I definitely think that it was at a very fast pace. And somebody who is codependent, that's something that typically happens. Uh, And it felt like I didn't get to, it wasn't a smooth transition from being single completely to being around somebody because we went from seeing each other once a week. I mean, we on the, the day we met, we were texting every single day. Yeah. And then I was seeing him once a week, then twice a week, then three times a week. And we were so involved in each other's lives that it was like, I don't think I took the time to realize how enroped we were. Yeah. At that point. Like, it yeah. just happened so quickly. That's why like, I look back, I'm like, that was six months. Like, it feels like three. Like, it does not feel like six months. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, I, but I think definitely, I've never been the kind of person though, like even though I have been single, I've never been the kind of person that didn't have somebody yeah, on the back say, burner. Yeah. So I don't think for me it was as weird yeah. um, to receive Because I know attention. some people will say like after being single for a long time, like they go out on a date and then it sucks. And I oh, guess I've, I've never really had I've been that on some bad dates. But yeah. I've been on some bad dates and that... <laughs> I I'm I, I'm living in my life right now where if somebody I mean if I match them on a dating app and they're like hey do you want to get drinks like tonight or tomorrow like even if we haven't talked that long I'm like yes like let's try it because if you, not, there's no like you're not gonna lose anything yeah. yeah and like I like meeting new people I'm such an extrovert like that so it's fine it's cool like, let's do it because if you wait a week I'm not gonna meet up with you I'm gonna forget yeah um and, and then it's content for you guys as well <laughs> but. I tend to feel like I always give people a second date, usually. There's very rarely that I've had bad first dates, even after being single for so long. It's very rare that I have bad first dates because I usually am like, well, let me give you some, let me give you a second date because... Yeah, so maybe it's more like a second date thing where you're like, okay, like this isn't going to go any further. Yeah. But I, I do feel like it's fair to give somebody like at least two tries and there's i'm trying there's only a handful of people that i've given a f- only a first date to yeah. it's because i realized on the first date like they were not, not your type like they were not my type they were like either i remember da- i went on this one date with uh a co-worker an undergrad and because my co-workers were like i thought he was cute he thought i was cute and so our co-worker set us up together yeah and we went on this date and i was like oh you are so innocent. <laughs> like, I will make you a bad I person. will corrupt you. <laughs> like, he was saying, like, darn it and heck. And if you listen to this podcast, I was like... Yeah, Emily doesn't say those words. I was like, oh, God, okay. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I just got back from a mission trip in Brazil. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Yep, me too. Yep. I, um, you know, didn't donate money to, like, the homeless people. Yeah, when they ask you, do you want to add an extra dollar to your nope. uh, thing, you're like, no thanks. I'm a terrible person. I openly will say I'm a terrible person. No, you're not. <laughs> but, like, I, I don't know. There's been dates like that that I'm like, yep, nope, we're not, I'm not going to do that. Um, but I think those kind of dates, like, show you what you don't want in a oh, relationship. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Um, I mean, if anything, shitty dates mean funny stories. This is true. You have a lot of funny stories uh, from really bad dates. Exactly. But I think when you do start dating again, it's important to not date your ex. Because, <laughs> unless you're handled, that's a completely different. But, like, did not date somebody who is like your ex. Yes. Which, there huh, you go. Me. <laughs> because I, I realize I've dated the same person, basically. The ones you can fix? Oh, wait. Codependency. <laughs> I promise you, that's gotta be a like, one. That's gotta be like one of the next like couple <laughs> couple so, episodes somewhere down the line. Yeah. <laughs> it's so annoying. Trust me, I wish, I wish I could date someone else. You can. What? You just have to stop like subconsciously <laughs> picking these people who are just like your ex. You just have to stop doing that. But that's boring. <laughs> You just need to go out with a boring guy just, like, one time. Just, like, give it a chance. Find a nice guy who wants no. to take you to coffee or, like, dinner or, like, drinks or all of the above. And yeah, that's what they all are like. And then they turn out and to then be... They, and then they turn into a not-so-nice person. They turn out to be horrible. Let me find you, guy. Okay? God, no. Please don't. But, no, like... I'll just swipe through your own I, Tinder. We're not opening mine back up. Oh, my God. I keep subconsciously seeking situations to act out old emotional wounds until I'm able to heal them. And I'm aware of that. And I think a lot of people who continue to date the same type of person do the exact same thing. I went after my best guy friend in undergrad. 
he rejected me and then, you know, manipulated me, tried to, you know, make me think that I was delusional because I, like, he was, you know, we were making out. And I thought, well, like, I don't make out with my friends, so. Yeah, do you? (laughs) (laughs) So, like, obviously I think he liked me. So, like, he toyed with my emotions that way and I couldn't fix him. I couldn't get him to commit to me. So, I subconsciously seek out people who have a fear of commitment and don't want to commit to me and then manipulate me and think I'm crazy because you act like you want a relationship, but then you say you don't. It's a pattern. And I know that I need to stop that. But it's, yeah. and, um, and not everybody is like me. I'm completely aware. Um, if you're relating to everything that I'm saying, then you're probably codependent. Uh or you have an anxious attachment or anything like that. But it's something that I'm aware of and I'm trying to consciously fix. And I think it's important to remember that once you're aware of what you are subconsciously doing, that it's important to fix it. But also remember that it gets better. Uh, I know that, you know, dating again, it can feel like a burden. It can feel annoying because you're like, I just want to, like, it feels like a lot of work. I don't yeah, want to do it. Especially just- when you get older. Like, I feel like that's one of those things that you're just like, oh, I can't believe I'm having to just start over and do this again. But I, I think it's a good way to fr- to reframe it as like, I get to meet all these new people again. Put that positive spin on I it. Get Emily? To, I, I get to make new friends. Yeah. And you could think, I have enough friends because that's what I usually say. I don't. Give me more friends. But like, <laughs> I get to, you know, just because you don't date this person doesn't mean that that person, like... You could become best friends with that person, and then you have a funny story about how you met. That person could be working in the same field you are. So then it's like, hey, like this doesn't work, but I still like to be friends. And then, and then you have, you know, you have a connection there Mm -hmm. in the future. There are so many people that I feel like I've dated, and like we would not work out as a couple. But I'm like, hey, like I, I have nothing against you. I have no bad feelings for you. Like we just aren't compatible. And then in the future, I'm like, hey, like. I know you. Like, hey, like, do you want to work for my company or something like that? Like, it's yeah. a super, like, easy, like, transition and stuff like that. Like, but, like, I know, like, if there's somebody that if I met, if I went on a date with somebody who was, like, was in film and for some reason, like, just the first date didn't go well and I had no bad feelings for them, if I needed to say, like, they were a director and I needed a first AD or a director on a film, I guess, like, I would feel comfortable calling them yeah. up and be like, hey, like, are you interested in this job opportunity? So, like, frame it in that perspective that you have the lucky chance to meet all these people and, you know, expand your social circle. I think it's always a great thing. It's never a bad thing to expand your social circle exactly. at any means. Nope. So I know we've sat here and we've said just just love yourself. It's fine. But how <laughs> do you go about doing that exactly? I think you have to, like, really put yourself first. Um, For me, I like to set a lot of goals for my life. Like, I like to think long term. Uh, (laughs) It just gives me anxiety. Where do I want to be in 10 years? But even if it's not 10 years. I don't even know where I want to be in 10 months. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to make it more short-term goals. Where do you want to be in the next five months? And I think you can really, like, sit down, kind of assess this, kind of come up with a game plan, and do it. Like, don't talk about it. Don't post about it, which I am so guilty of. Like, right now. See, I don't do that. I do. I'm like, oh, new song coming out. And then it's like five years later, still no new song. But, like, this time, like, you know, I'm I'm doing it. Like, I'm just doing it. And when it it happens, it happens. And then I'll talk about it. Yeah. When I I applied for grad school, I didn't tell anybody else. I I almost didn't tell anyone. Yeah. I thought, honestly, hard about not telling my parents, not telling you, just doing it. Yeah. And then if I got in, hey, surprise, surprise. guess what? <laughs> um, but I mean, I'm terrible keeping secrets sometimes, uh, like that. And I, but I didn't post about it on social media or anything. Like, no, none of my, like, not 
my non-close friends yeah. had no idea. Yeah. And so then, like, because I honestly, like, I only applied to one grad school, the one I'm in. Yeah. And I was like, this is a shot in the dark. And then I started telling more people, the more confident I got about it, because I felt like I was, I had a real shot. Like, after, right. the, after the interview I did, I was like, I felt like I got this. But like you set you set that goal for yourself, yeah. and it was something that you knew was going to bring you joy. Yeah, and like I think I think that's like the one of the biggest ways that you can love yourself is find things that bring you joy, and then turn it into some sort of like goal. And like whether that's fit a fitness goal, whether that's a career goal, a whether hobby. that's a hobby, like it can be anything. I always say that you should have three hobbies: one that keeps you fit, one that lets you express your creativity, and then one that makes you money. For me, one that keeps me fit, it used to be dance. Mm-hmm. Now I do pure bar. Yeah. And I love it. I do cardio bar. Same thing. Just one that cardio. Ex- one that lets me uh, express my creativity uh, is this podcast. Uh, Music. Yeah. And then one that makes me money is my writing. My real job. <laughs> that's not a hobby, though. But your music. Music. Well, then yeah. that's music is twice. Your so pod- podcast is, is, is your creativity. Is creativity. <laughs> it's like I can't have the same answer I mean, for two. I mean, I guess. Because we're not technically making money off this yet. Yeah. Yet. 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 If you want to sponsor us, please let us know. <laughs> Hello at the Gals Guide Pod. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hit us up. Yes. But like another way I think it's like. Get a dog. <laughs> she always says get a dog dog what my dog is one of the best things in my life i love dogs her are so okay i i obviously okay i want a dog no i want a dog you they have are a dog a dog of my own that i actually buy but they're so expensive my parents spend so much money on charlie so you want to like oh go like rescue one luckily my boyfriend has a dog so technically your by step-mom. default your stepmom I, I don't like that word <laughs> You weren't there when he got the dog. I know, and trust me, that's a sore subject. I'm not the real mom. It's fine. He doesn't have a mom. He's a dog. I wasn't there to bottle feed him. Someone else was. Chloe is my dog. Legally, Chloe is in my name, but I'm not referred to as my as mom. My mom is mom. Okay, I'm, like I want a dog. Let's be real. Yeah, so get, get a okay, dog. Okay, okay. Just get a dog, guys. Okay, okay, Don't listen to me. If you can't afford a dog, get a goldfish. I used to have one. You did. I had one for two years. You, His name is Sushi. That's a long time for a goldfish. His name was Sushi. That is messed up. <laughs> Don't name and your I got, goldfish I, I, Sushi. So I got I got him at the fair because I was playing with those cards. Like I games. said, I can't believe he lasted two years. Those mm-hmm. fair fish, like... Because I gave him love and happiness, Hannah. He was so excited. And he brought you love and happiness, Granted, too. he only knew who I was because he's like, well, that's the orb that gives me food. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one that drops the little pellets in the water for me and to so eat like, on. I did not know, before I got sushi, I did not know that fish, like, they don't close their eyes. And they just hover at the bottom of the tank when they're asleep. And so I thought he was dead at first. No. And then I walked over and was like, sushi? Sush? And then he, like, barked up and, like, jerked and, like, was, like, swimming all around. He was so happy. He was always so happy to see me. And I miss that little guy. You could get another fish. I was going to get one and name him Tempura. Again with the screwed <laughs> up fish names. Oh, my god. <laughs> All right, what what are other ways? Um, we talked about making friends. Yes. We talked about having goals for your career. Yes. Spending time with friends and family. That's a big one. Yeah. I think people I think people do that, but like I mean I think I think if you're like if you're freshly single, I think that's a really, really good time to do that. Yeah. Um 
I don't I mean, know. Depending on your relationship with your parents and yeah. your family and everything like that. Like, if you are not close to your parents and your family, definitely whatever, whatever whoever you claim as your family. So, I know yeah. like some people... Um, some people say their friends are their family. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, and, luckily, like, if you're an only child like me, like, you're probably super close with your parents. Yeah. <laughs> like I am. Uh, so, that was always something that I was able to lean on for support. Uh, my Nana. Yeah. Uh, I think also daily self-care. I love self-care. You, oh my God. I am a self-care fanatic. I, do I really actually do anything that I preach? No. No. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I should really do a face mask. You're a faker. I'm a, I am literally a self-care faker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you post about it on Instagram, but you don't like, actually oh my follow God, through. My, my version of self-care is going to Starbucks every morning and getting myself a damn That's coffee. Expensive. Coffee. That's it expensive. is expensive. <laughs> but I got, but I got, uh, I won a $5 Starbucks gift card at the convention I went to. And then I thought I lost it, and then I was really sad, oh and god. I found it, and guess when I used it? When? Yesterday. Oh my god. It's gone. Okay. <laughs> Are we shocked? No. But I don't know. I think self-care is always, like, something that you can try and incorporate into your weekly schedule. I know it's, like, really hard sometimes, and we all are, like, really busy and have hectic lifestyles, but, like, I think it's important to, like, kind of take a step back and just reflect on, like, how you are feeling in the moment, in the day, mm-hmm. in the week, um, I think it's a good way to meet yourself where you are. Yeah. Um, doesn't have to be some crazy routine. You know, all those YouTubers that are like, here's my self-care morning routine. I'm like, I ain't got four hours in the morning. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I got like 30 minutes. It doesn't take four hours. Okay. Like I have a 10 step skincare routine yeah. and it does not take me four hours. No. And I mean, like self-care doesn't have to be this whole Just cleanse your routine. face. Please, for the love of God, just cleanse your yeah, face. Yeah. But it can Use even a toner. be something... As, like, waking up a few minutes early to make that iced coffee or go get that iced coffee or, like, spending some time in the evening, like, reading a chapter in your book. Like, it doesn't have to be this whole long outdrawn bath bomb routine in your tub. <laughs> like, it doesn't have to be what is on Instagram it's not and a lush YouTube. Ad. It's not a Lush ad. Although we love Lush. And we love it. Please sponsor um, us. Yes, Lush. Um, I just bought this book called Burn After Writing. And I think it's a really good self-care book if you really want to divulge and fight, figure out who you are as a person uh the whole the only rule is with the book that they say is that you don't lie yeah like you tell your honest truth and some of the questions they ask you um are really hard like w- the one thing i want to change about myself is or you know the biggest hole in my life was left by blank mm. so so it's like those like deep questions but they kind of make you like ref- reflect on yourself and it's kind of one of those things where like w- okay explain the book like after you fill it all out you they well the title's called burn after writing and yeah. then at the on the last page it says burn after writing question mark and so so it's kind of like you write, in your hands yeah you write with the intention to burn it uh that's so they get you in the prologue it's like you're gonna burn this afterwards no one else is ever gonna see these words and then once you finish it it's like do you really want to burn it because you've been your honest and true self yeah. this whole time and you really feel like I mean, there's a ton of different things. It's like one of those, like, wreck my journal kind of things. Yeah. Where, like, you fill out these different lists. You take, like, you start these little things. Like, my future in three words. Three things I need to let go of. Um, but I think, like, it makes you think about all of these things that could be holding you back. That could be, I don't know, tainting your view of yourself. Tainting and some your of these, view of relationships. Some of these, some of these questions are um, related to relationships. Yeah. 
Um, so I think if you're going through a breakup, it could be a really good thing for you to uh And that could be your version read. of self-care. Like every morning you could take a few minutes and write um, in your journal. Yeah, some people do like the five-minute journal thing. Mm-hmm. They talk about like one thing they're grateful for. Lily Ann, our graphic designer, she does yeah. that uh, I think like every night. She talks about things that she's grateful for on, in her journal, and I think that's a really good way to do self-care. Yeah. Um, I think self-care is just all about, like, meeting, like I said earlier, like, meeting yourself where you are and just, like, occasionally, like, treating yourself and just loving yourself. Yeah. And don't, not feeling guilty. Yeah. Because you're doing it. Because I know with, like, this workaholic lifestyle we all live in now, where, like, if we're taking a break, that means that we're not being productive. But, I mean, rest and recovery are such a huge implement into that uh, work lifestyle. Um, and finding that work-life balance is very, very important. I don't yeah. think enough people implement that into their lives. I don't. I've had to, like, force myself at points to, like, stop working. Even if it's not, like, my, like, real job work. Even if it's, like, music or podcast or, like, yeah. something. Like, I've had to be, like, Hannah, take a minute and just, like, sit on the couch. So when I was, um, before, between undergrad and grad school, when I was working and then doing YouTube for, like, my, my full-time life, I made a rule for myself that I would stop doing work after 8 p.m. Um, that was my deadline. I would like, and cause it's so easy, like, especially when you work for yourself and like you're, you're an, you're an influencer, like on Instagram or YouTube. Not that a lot of you guys probably can relate to that, but like when you, but people who do work for themselves though, I know the people yeah. who are entrepreneurs and work for themselves, it's so easy for you to go on your phone and like scroll through and like reply to comments, answer people's DMs, stuff like that. That's still work. Mm-hmm. And so I know it's so hard to stop doing that and to like put the phone down, put it on do not disturb. Yes. Turn it off if yes. you can. Put it in another room at night, which I say that. I never do that. I know. I like really want to do that, but I'm like, but, like I need what, an alarm. <laughs> my, I have my oh, uh, Amazon true. Echo, but like you have to yell to turn her off in the morning. We ain't trying to yell in the morning. <laughs> well, it is a good thing though because it's like she doesn't reply to like if I'm like, Alexa, stop. If I say it like that, like I do physically yell like, Alexa, stop. <laughs> <laughs> like she finally stops yeah. and then you're awake because you just started yelling at your right, alarm yeah. clock. Yeah. And so like you're already mad because you're woken up. So like it just, yeah. it makes you get out of bed a little bit more. Um, and like you, I mean, don't put it beside your bed because I used to do that and she would reply if I did say it in a low voice. But if it's like, on the other side of the room, like, you do yeah, have to get yeah. up. So that's one thing you can do. If you're, like, the kind of person where, like, your phone is your alarm clock, put it on the other side, side of the, the room. room. So you're not tempted to, like, get on it and scroll and start comparing yourself and saying, I'm not working hard enough and just get in this, like, really bad cycle of yeah. things. And then you're also not looking at your ex's Instagram either. Mm-hmm. Or on their Facebook. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. No. That's not fun. Don't look at any of your exes. Don't drunk dial them either. And that's something that's going to happen probably. Someone's, one of y'all is going to do that over Christmas. I know y'all are going to do that. One of y'all is going to do that. You're going to get drunk at a Christmas party and you're going to drunk down your ex. They're going to drink fine. that. What do we call it? That stupid bitch. Dumb bitch juice. Dumb bitch juice. Which we're going to have a recipe coming we soon are. for you guys. Coming soon. Um, holiday, but if you're, if you're going to do that, it's fine. Just reply to, just let us know with the gals gals. <laughs> <laughs> we want to know. We want to hear your story. We, we just wanna, want we people wanna... to be active in our Facebook community, guys. <laughs> We're just waiting for someone to comment so we can reply. I think Anna commented and then we didn't reply. Sorry, Anna. I liked it. I think I liked it, too. I was like, yeah, I agree. But I think the most important thing is to build a life you are proud of. Yeah. Making sure you're building a life for yourself, not building it around another person. It is okay to build a life with another person, but it's important to know what you want out of your life. The other person may not always be there in the picture, but you will. Like I always say, your career is not going to wake up the next day and tell you that it doesn't love you anymore. Yeah. I think that's like a really big one. Cause I think like when I was dating my ex, like I kind of stopped 
building my life that I wanted. Like I kind of stopped music. Like I've, mm-hmm. I've talked about this and I'm not going to go into detail, but like, I think it's important to like, if that is happening or when you're single to like sit down and like I said, just kind of figure out what you want, what your goal is, what you're trying to achieve and like not letting anything stop you. Yeah. Um, cause I think that people will tend to let other people and situations stop them from achieving their dreams. And, and that's not how it should be. Like you should, you should really try and go after what you want in life. Yeah, the person you're with should be motivating you, not hindering you. Yeah, and I think that's. Um, I think that's a big, a big thing. Yeah, and I think I think I think a lot of women, especially, struggle with that. I mean, it, correct me if I'm wrong, guys. The few males that we have that listen, but I feel like women they're often the ones who sometimes you know just traditionally like they are the ones that had to make more sacrifices for their men's careers and for their jobs and. I don't think that's fair. Yeah. I think that that's the bright side about being single is that you don't have to factor in someone else's plans. Um, and that you're, the life that you want to have that you want to be proud of doesn't always have to factor in another person. And I think that once you have built this life that you are super proud of, having someone there with you as a partner it's not like you need them there. It's because you want them Yeah, there. You, you want, want them there. along for the yeah. ride. You want someone there that's going to gas you up, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, trust me. Oh, my God. Especially Shower you. me comments. Yes, please. But, like, Words you want someone who's going to say, like, who's going to ask you about, like, your job or your dreams or your hobby and who's going to, like, be proud of you. Yeah. Like, genuinely proud yeah. of you. Not to just be like, oh, I'm so proud when of you. When I was dating my ex, like, that was the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I went into it saying, like, I don't need to be with anybody. But, like, I'm at the point in my life where I want to share it with somebody because like I love my life and I love what's going on in it and I just think it'd be nice to have a companion to share it with um romantically in that way and I mean when we were together he would tell me you know like I think it's amazing what you want to do and I I'm I'm so proud of you and I think you're gonna be an amazing writer one day and I can't wait to see what comes of your career and then he started being a dick and that's completely different but before he started like doing that like that's the kind of person that you want to be yes. with. Like, yes. like my boyfriend <laughs> created a Reddit, a subreddit oh God, for me right. for my music. And it was just like out of the blue. And he like sent me the link. And like just to have someone like supporting me that much, like I've never had that before. And so yeah. it was like, it was like kind of funny and like really cheesy. But like at the same time, like I was like ecstatic. Like low key, like if, if, if a guy listens and you listen to this podcast and you want to date me, um, I mean, did, you already got a shoe in because I mean, like you're listening to the podcast. You're listening to my podcast. You think I'm funny and you support this. So I mean, I'm just saying I would date a fan. <laughs> so I think what we want you guys to take away from this episode and our survival tip for this episode is to build a life that you are proud of. And then just remember that the relationship should be the cherry on top. Exactly. It shouldn't be something that holds you back. It should be something that makes your life sweeter. Don't let it be the ice cream. Let it be the whipped cream and the cherry. Yeah, exactly. There you go. And so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and on our personal social media pages, which we will leave in the description box. Also, again, please, please, please leave us a review on iTunes and Apple and Spotify and everything. It really does help us out if you hit that follow and subscribe button and give us the rating and all the above. <laughs> we love reading them. Um, but thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey. Bye.